Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. Um, on today's episode of the podcast slash vlog, we're going to be talking about cooking. Um, a few of the things that we're going to cover are going to be the complexity of the meal that you're going to be making, which is going to then affect what gear you're going to need and also what kind of food storage you're going to need to think about. So there's going to be a lot of good info on this episode, so thanks for dropping by. I hope you've enjoyed the other episodes so far. Stay tuned and we'll get right into it. guys. So as I mentioned, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about cooking. Um, just to kind of clue you guys in and give you a little background on myself, um, I actually, kind of my the long story of my background, which I will abbreviate, is I had a Jeep XJ probably about seven, eight years ago. It was the first four-wheel drive vehicle I'd ever bought. It was bone stock. It had right at 100,000 miles on it. It was in immaculate shape. Tires were great. Everything was great on it. I bought it for about four grand. Um, I had a few buddies that had, you know, TJ Wranglers. Um, a couple people had some, you know, Toyotas and stuff. But at the time, it was almost all Jeeps. Um, I used to get made fun of all the time, too, for having the XJ because everybody else had TJs and CJs and things like that. So anyways, that's kind of what got me kicked off into off-roading. Um, but at the time, you know, seven, eight years ago, I was a little younger. I either, I think at that time, didn't have kids or was just getting ready to have my first kid. So I was still, you know trying to be crazy and just go off-roading and, and bash into rocks and do as much uh, sort of, some people may call it stupid stuff, um, as possible. Um, so then, you know, fast forward a little bit, had some kids, two of them to be exact. Now they're six and nine at this point. Um, but so whenever we found out we were pregnant, I had to get rid of the Jeep because it wasn't practical. I'd put a three-inch lift on it, 31-inch tires, a bull bar up front, some lights, you know, some recovery points, things like that. Um, so it was just too big and too big to get up into, but too small on the inside. And I also had a 72 Datsun 240Z at the time with a Chevy small block in it, which was amazing. And I missed that car, but, uh, it was, uh, not practical either <laughs> and super dangerous. So anyway, so I had to get rid of those cars. Um, so fast forward to about four years ago, four years ago, I decided, you know what? I loved four wheel drive side of things. Um, I've been into autocross before. I had a 350Z back in the day. I, I, I'm a Nissan guy. I love Nissans. So, you know, I started thinking again. I was like, you know what? Maybe this new thing that I just heard about and saw a couple of YouTube videos for called overlanding might be my thing because one, I could do it in a Nissan because it doesn't have to be a super extreme rock crawler like a TJ or something. I didn't need to look for a, you know, triple locked this or that. I just needed to find something that was a Nissan that I would enjoy that had a decent interior, decent features, um, would be reliable. 
and could get me, you know, wherever I needed to go. So again, about four years ago, I picked up the Xterra. Um, it was bone stock as well. Started modifying it immediately, bought 33 inch tires, bought a two and a half inch lift, uh, bought some gears, some shovels, axes, things like that, just to kind of get into it. A couple coolers, some things like that, some camping gear, just a bunch of stuff, um, basically when I bought the truck. So, but at the time I didn't know what I was doing. And my idea of cooking back then was to take some hot dogs maybe, or stop on the way and eat something, grab something at the gas station that I could eat for breakfast the next day. And that was it. So I didn't have any cooking gear. I didn't have a stove. I didn't have pots, pans, utensils. I didn't have any of that stuff. I just would, you know, go out and go camping basically and grab a can of Pringles and some hot dogs. Like that, that's all that I ever did. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want to make it sound like, you know, Ooh, people that do that aren't real overlanders. That's not it at all. You can do as complex of stuff as you want or as simple of things as you want. The difference is that there's a lot of work that goes into the more complex meal prep. So again, on today's episode, now that I've kind of given you that background on today's episode, we're going to be covering three different pieces of the cooking pie, if you will. Um, so we're going to start with gear. So I'm just going to talk about um, on each of these sections. So there's going to be gear we're going to talk about. Then we're going to talk about food storage. So that could include everything from coolers to Tupperware containers to, you know, what do you need to bring with you to store that food? Um, and then finally, we're going to talk about complexity. So how complex is the meal that you're going to cook? Again, is it hot dogs or is it going to be like steak and mashed potatoes and green beans and seasonings and all this stuff that you're going to need to cook that food? So, and then within each of these three sections, I'm going to basically break them up into basic, intermediate, and advanced. So that way you'll kind of get a a feel for what gear do I need if I'm just going to be a basic cooker, you know, cooking person, I'm going to be intermediate, and if I want to go advanced. And then the same with food storage and the same with complexity. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of an understanding about what we're going to talk about. So mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, guys, so diving straight into gear. Um, With gear, you know, there's basic, intermediate, and then advanced levels based on what you're going to cook. So starting with basic, let's talk about like what a basic meal would consist of. So what I'm talking about when I say basic is bare bones, like the least possible stuff you could take, like no pots, no pans, Um, maybe just like a a long spoon or something like that. And when we're talking about that, we're talking about something like mountain house meals. I'll post some links to some of my favorite down below. Um, if you're interested in those, they're delicious. They're a little bit on the pricey side, but they're just so convenient. So basically what mountain house meals are, if you aren't familiar with them is they're sort of like a meal in a bag. And literally what you do is you would take almost anything. You could take just one little pot, one little pot maybe, just to boil water in. That's all you need. You could find something at Goodwill, like a used old thing, you know, pot from someone's kitchen. You could take that with you. Um, But for the mountain house, all that you need is, so some sort of a pot, something to boil water in. Um, You need a lighter, obviously, to light a fire. You need some sort of fuel and some sort of a topper. So there's, you know, everything from there's a Coleman makes a little 
well, it's not that little. It's actually a pretty big metal top. I'll show you a picture here because I actually have this. Um, it just sits on top of one of those little one-pound propane tanks. And you have a little knob on the side that you turn. You light it up with a lighter, and it makes flame. You put your pot on top. You boil your water. Um, I think it's, it tells you on the bag exactly how much you need. Um, you pour that water into the mountain house. You let it sit for X number of minutes, and then you eat it. That's it. That's about as simple as you can get. Um, so that's basic. So for basic gear, lighter, jet boil fuel, jet boil top, the little top that's going to go on it, or, you know, a regular propane tank and a Coleman top, um, your mountain house, a long spoon, and a pot. That's all you need, right? So that's, you don't even need, that could all go in your backpack. You don't even need a special compartment or drawers or anything like that for that. Um, so moving up to the intermediate level for gear. So when I'm thinking intermediate, what I'm an example of that would be something like, you know, I don't want to go super fancy and I want most of my stuff to be prepackaged and just I essentially boil water. Um, what I like to do for that, that's this is about my level usually. I like to stay in the intermediate level. So I'll bring something like a package of stroganoff noodles or a package of ramen and separately a package of, say, instant mashed potatoes, like the flavored ones, so some sour cream and onion or sour cream and chives and roasted garlic, those kind of just like the little packets that you can buy for like a buck at the grocery store. Um, but even just to cook that simple of a thing, so let's just say ramen and mashed potatoes, you're going to need pots and pans, you know, at least two of them, right? Because you're cooking two different things. Presumably you kind of want them to get cooked and done at the same time. Um, so if you've got a, you know, I have a Coleman double burner stove. I put one pot here and another pot here and I put water in this one and this one. And I start it boiling. I put in my noodles and I let them sort of simmer. And then I put in the mashed potatoes because they take a little bit less time and you toss them in there and you let them cook and heat up. And then you can, I mix them together. I put the noodles on top of mashed potatoes and I eat them and they're delicious, especially when you're camping, everything tastes good. Um, but so still for that level, you need, you know, two pots, a double burner stove. If you wanted to not be fancy, you could still do it with your jet boil or your propane tank. Um, and do a single, but you're just going to have to do one at a time and then dump it and then do the other one. Um, so, but then on top of that, you're going to need utensils of some kind, even if it's just a fork or a spork, you know, you need that. You're going to need some sort of a plate because sometimes you can make it work, but most of the time what I've found is with these tiny little camping pots, they're not big enough for you to combine the two into one. Um, you could eat out of both and do dipping and all that, but it just gets messy. So if you just had like some paper plates or something, that would make it easier. You dump your mashed potatoes on it, dump your ramen on it, and then you can just go sit down and enjoy your meal without having to worry about how to get the food out of the pots. Um, but then still on top of that too, especially if it's longer than a one day trip, you're going to need some sort of like a collapsible sink. Um, I'll put a link to one down below. I took one on my last trip. It actually is pretty fantastic. It was super inexpensive. Um, and it just gave me the opportunity to wash my stuff so that then I could reuse it the next night because we were gone for four days, four nights. Um, so, but then you need soap because you have to clean those things. You need some sort of like a dish cleaning brush. And I'll put a link to that below too. I got a little tiny one and it works perfectly well. Um, it has a little scraper on one side and it has a little brush on the other side. You just have to clean it out really good when you're done so that doesn't get dirty. Um, you need water storage. So like I brought a five gallon jug of water with me because you need that water to fill your sink to wash your dishes. Um, and you need enough water to store enough water to wash your dishes for a whole trip. So after two nights, I was two-thirds of the way through my five gallons of water. So I had to slow down my usage and try and be a little bit more conservative on the way that I was using the water. So it, having dishes that you have to clean and reuse adds a whole other level of complexity. But still, at that level, you're only talking intermediate. So then moving on to advanced for gear. 
Um, what I would consider advanced is more like, you know, you have steak, you have some sort of potatoes, some fresh vegetables, maybe some sort of a bread product like a garlic bread or toast or something to go with that. So, you know, two, three, four different items that you're going to be cooking all at the same time. Um, there's a ton of stuff that you could use from this, but even just keeping it as basic as possible to be able to cook all that stuff, you're going to need something like a scottle which I'll put a link to down below, but it's basically like a giant pan with a flame under it that you can use to cook a lot of stuff all at once. Um, you're going to need some sort of a cooler or a fridge freezer to store all that food and keep it fresh. You're going to need multiple storage items. So, you know, different Tupperware containers because you don't want to trust, you don't want to buy a steak from the store in the styrofoam with the plastic over it and throw it in ice. After, you know, less than 24 hours, that water is going to seep in through there and it's going to ruin your steak. Um, so you're going to need a bunch of different storage containers. You're still going to need, you know, plates, forks, knives. You're going to need some sort of like tongs and other utensils for cooking. Um, oftentimes seasoning, butter, a cutting board, you know, some sort of a table or galley because you're going to need more room than normal to set all this stuff out to prep the food before you cook it, all that stuff. So you need a lot more gear when you get to that advanced level. So that kind of wraps it up for gear. And again, I'm trying to keep us close to 20 minutes. So I'm going to move on and move a little quickly here. Um, so the next section we're going to talk about is food storage. So with food storage, again, there's the three levels, basic, intermediate, and advanced. So with basic, right? So thinking back to our, I'm just going to bring a mountain house. You know, you could just, as I mentioned, you could throw that in your backpack. It's It doesn't take up much room or you could throw it in the bottom of a crate or something like that. Um, so basically all you need is water. Um, which you have to store. So you have to bring that with, you, you know, whether it's water bottles or like a five gallon jug or something like that, you need that sort of storage to be able to bring the water with you. Um, but you don't really need to clean up pots or pans. You just need to clean a spoon, which you could do with a couple of sprays from a little water bottle, you know? So food storage for that is storing water. Um, and that's about it. Water and, and, uh, and a spoon. That's all you need. So basic is pretty easy for food storage. Um, for the intermediate level, so again, we're talking like ramen and mashed potatoes. For that, you need a little bit more. You don't need refrigeration necessarily, so that's kind of nice. You don't need a cooler or a fridge freezer. Um, but it does take, you know, some additional items like you would oftentimes, I use butter for my mashed potatoes because I don't want them to taste like garbage. So I bring a little, like a little Tupperware container full of uh, butter. And oftentimes I have a cooler anyways for like beers and Cokes and waters and things like that. So throwing a little Tupperware thing full of butter in there is no problem. Um, I'll bring some salt and pepper and one of those little Coleman. I'll put a link to it down below with those little Coleman. They're double-sided. So one side's salt, one side's pepper, but it's one container just so I can put a little bit of seasoning on the food. Um, but so intermediate, you need a little bit more food storage. Now, when we get to advanced, um, you know, you've got a ton of different things that you have to bring with you. So you do need refrigeration. Oftentimes you really need like a fridge freezer, especially if it's some sort of an extended three, four, five plus day trip. Um, uh, ice isn't going to cut it unless you can stop by another store and get more ice and put it in. But it's a huge pain. Everything's getting, you know, ice is really heavy. It's getting flooded. You have to worry about your stuff leaking. Um, so, but you do need like refrigeration. Um, it takes lots of pre-planning. So as far as how you're going to store it, you have to really think about that. Like, how am I going to, you know, what all do I need to bring? How do I need to package it up? I do I need to put all of night one on this side of the, the cooler or this side of the fridge freezer and then night two here and night three here? all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of food storage stuff that you need there. You're also going to need ingredients for any sort of recipes. So if it's not just a steak and potatoes, if it's, you know, a garlic mushroom steak, then you need mushrooms and garlic and all this other stuff, you know. Um, you need seasonings. You need to make sure that if you're using a cooler, especially that all your stuff that you're using is waterproofed. Um, 
you need to uh, think about the timeline of when you're cooking, you know, so you need to put the stuff that's more likely to spoil earlier in the trip so that you can eat it before it goes bad. So there's just a ton of stuff that you have to think about when you're storing that food and packing it up. What order does the food go in? When do I take it out? How do I need it? You don't want to wait till the last minute and have your food be bad and then you're starving. So that covers all three parts of food storage. Um, so now moving on to the final part, which is complexity. Um, and what I mean by complexity is sort of, you know, the how complex does your, your packing need to be? How complex? This affects everything. How complex is your gear? How complex is your food storage? How complex is your meal planning? Um, so but starting with basic, um, you know, it's kind of nice. The complexity is really low because, again, as we've talked about, you've only got your mountain house, your pan or pot, and your water. That's basically all you have to worry about. Um, when you move up to intermediate, though, you have to think about a lot more stuff. So there's a lot more pre-planning that goes into that because it's more complex. So as I mentioned, you've got, you know, more stuff to bring because you've got to cook more stuff. So you need a stove, a double stove, you need two pots, you need utensils, you need all that stuff, you need butter. Um, and then you add in cleanup. So the complexity continues to go up, right? So you've got to clean everything. You've got soap. You need to rinse things. So now you've got more water that you need to bring. The complexity just keeps getting more and more and more. And another thing is when you're out there or before you go on the, the, the trip, you're, you're not really thinking about that. You're just thinking, I need these things, right? And then when you get out there and everybody, I'll give you a good example. On this trip that I just took last weekend, it was a four-day trip to West Virginia, and everybody else went pretty simple on their stuff. Like they brought mountain houses or they brought hot dogs or things like that. So everybody else is sitting around the fire. It's getting dark. I'm over by my truck, which happened to be parked far away on the second night. And they're all like, what are you doing? Are you going to come hang out with us? Or like, what What are you? I'm going to bed. Good night. And I'm sitting over there and I still I have all this stuff set up. I'm opening things. I'm trying to time things out. You know, the stroganoff took eight minutes to cook. The mashed potatoes only took three. So I'm like, OK, wait. I gotta put this in, I gotta set a timer, I gotta wait, I gotta watch this thing, I gotta, you know, make sure that I'm not, you know, overcooking it or undercooking it. And now I gotta start the mashed potatoes and I gotta throw butter in there. And there's so there's all this these different things that pack up that make it more and more complex that can kind of ruin your time if you're not prepared or if you're not used to that sort of thing. So again, that's the point of this vlog slash podcast is just to talk about that to kind of give you a heads up so that as you start to think about getting a little bit more complex in your overlanding you're aware of it and you don't get caught sideswiped, I guess, like I have been in the past. Um, so that's just intermediate though for complexity. So then when you think about advanced, right, you've got all those same things. You still have to clean everything. You still have to pre-plan, but now instead of just planning like, hey, these things that are pre-packaged that are good for the next five years, like my ramen and mashed potatoes, now you have to think about, okay, I'm, I'm bringing, let's say it's a three-night trip and I've got one meal is going to be steak and uh, fresh potatoes and asparagus and butter and, you know, XYZ seasonings and all that stuff. Let's say another meal is going to be um, hamburgers with buns. So then you've got to think about, okay, are, are, are my buns sealed up? Are they going to go bad? Which one's going to go bad first? Is my steak, you know, more likely to go bad if my cooler fails? So then you have to think about all that. So you can't just be like, I'm going to go on a four-day trip and I'm going to eat hot dogs and uh, instant mashed potatoes for the first three nights and then save my steak for the end because it's very likely that your ice is going to continue to melt and by the end of that fourth day, your food's going to be bad. So again, you have to think through that complexity. Like you can't just be thinking, okay, 
I want to be really fancy. I want to bring a scottle and mashed potatoes and or baked potatoes and you know this steak and all that. You really have to plan through your trip and think about the complexities that are going to be involved with both cooking and storing that food and the gear that you have to bring with it. So again, that kind of ties everything together um, with the complexity there at the end. But the the thing that I'll leave you with is cooking on the trail is super fun. Even when it doesn't work, honestly, it's pretty fun. So what I always kind of do, just a little sort of last minute tip is I'll always bring extra dried goods, extra um, snacky type foods. So if I screw up a meal, I'm not like, oh man, I I only have enough food for one more day, but I've got two more days on the trail. Um, For example, on this last four day trip, I had a bunch of, if you've ever seen those hostess cherry pies, oh, they're so bad for you, but they're so good. Um, there's these hostess cherry pies. They're like a buck and they're probably about, you know, the size of a hot pocket essentially, but they are full of sugar. They're delicious. They'll lift your spirits. They're great, easy morning breakfast. Um, if you store them right, they, they don't get smashed up. So if you store them in like a Plano crate or something like that, they're, they, they're pretty resilient. Um, but so I brought a few of those. I brought a couple of cans of Pringles. I bought some beef jerky slash beef sticks, um, and then I brought a couple of, you know, you could always bring a couple mountain houses. That's, I've, I know I've seen like, um, uh, who is it? One of the other big uh, overlanding channels, they bring a, just a whole stock of mountain houses with them because they just, just in case, if their fridge freezer stopped working two days into a seven day trip, they're not all going to starve to death. They can make it with their mountain houses. So again, just having some sort of backup, some sort of a snacky food. So if you do get hungry, if it's, you know, you end up eating at four o'clock and by eight o'clock you're starving again, it's nice for the morale um, just to have a couple of other dried things that don't require any special prep or, or additional complexity. Um, bring those with you. It, it never hurts to have more food than less food. Bring a can of chili that you can just put a knife through and open up and pour into a pan and literally heat up for two or three minutes and eat and feel like a champ. So, um, so that's just kind of a last minute tip. But so I hope that all that was helpful for you guys. Again, when I started, I was really, you know, going super lowbrow, super simple, stop and eat fast food on the way in, you know, bring some snacks, eat snacks that night, wake up the next morning, eat a hostess cherry pie or, you know, whatever powdered donuts for breakfast and then drive out. Right. Um, but as you get on longer and longer trips, as you get a little bit more comfortable, as you start to build your rig and, you know, maybe you do have a fridge freezer or maybe you, um, you know, you've kind of gotten pretty used to it and you're tired of hot dogs and you just want to have some good food. Don't be scared to get a little bit more complex in your cooking. Um, just make sure that you think about the gear that you're going to need, how to f- store your food, and overall, like how complex is your meal prep going to be and have you thought of every potential thing that you're going to need for that trip. So again, that's it, guys. Um, this is the end of the, the vlog slash podcast. I hope that was helpful for you. Um, I'd love it if, you, if you're listening to this on YouTube or watching this on YouTube, please go down and hit the like button. Please go down and leave a comment. Let me know what you think. Let me know, you know what kind of trips you've been on. Do you have any horror stories of times when you went and you ran out of food or times when you went and you totally failed at your cooking? Um, or the other side too, have you gone and like made an amazing steak and mashed potatoes and been like, man, this is the life. I feel like I'm glamping right now. This is amazing. Um, leave those stories down in the comments, hit me up. Um, also, if you don't already, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. I've got the podcast. As I mentioned, if you're listening on the podcast, I've got YouTube, you know, go to allthingsoverlanding.com. There are easy links on there to get to all those different channels, but I'd love to see you guys, you know, kind of engage through all the channels, join the discussion on Facebook, 
check out the pictures on Instagram. Show me your pictures on Instagram. Um, and then on YouTube again, just leave comments and let me know what you guys would like to see. Cause I'm, I'm here to serve you guys. So thanks so much again for watching. Um, hope you enjoyed and, uh, get out there, live, learn and discover. So thanks guys. Have a good one. Bye. Yeah.